Hey guys, this is our time strongman. Let's talk about napalm. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. So this evening I wanted to talk about kind of document our first attempt at making napalm. So for this experiment, I was joined by my friend Popeye, and we wanted to take a little bit of time, conduct a little chemistry experiment, and try our hand at making napalm for the first time. So references for today, I don't really have any for you today. This is just a documentation of our findings from our first attempt at making napalm. So any references I have are unverified. It's from prior knowledge, from videos, books I've read, things that I cannot clearly define to you. So I will hold off on giving you any hard references until we do our first dedicated class on napalm. So to start off our findings in the preparation phase, uh, from undocumented sources, we believe that the chemical reaction that you know, happens when creating napalm uh, is toxic. So during this process, we ensure that we did not inhale any potential gases. We stayed upwind from it. We tried to keep ourselves in a well-ventilated area. We tried to keep ourselves as safe as possible during this process. So we initially used too much gasoline in our mixture. This actually proved beneficial because as we needed, we could add more styrofoam to our mixture. For this mixture, we were using styrofoam and gasoline. The way this actually turned out was we had partially filled a bucket full of gasoline and we were dipping in and allowing styrofoam to partially dissolve. So as we needed to, our, we, we would allow the styrofoam to dissolve and as our mixture kind of solidified into that semi-liquid, semi-solid state, we could add more styrofoam as we needed to. Yeah, this also allowed us to easily, well, more easily collect our napalm mixture from the container because it floats. So we had a little bit more space to move around and the added volume allowed that to be easily collected. Another finding that we came up with was that using denser styrofoam actually yielded a better mixture or more mixture per count than thinner styrofoam did. This specifically refers to styrofoam that we used, which was still in blocks or pieces. We did not break down or otherwise grate the styrofoam down into small parts. So our findings from testing, the mixture we came up with was a semi-solid, semi-liquid state something like goo. When burned, this mixture burned very, very hot. Long after the initial mass of napalm had burned away, that same area where we had laid the napalm still burned hotter than the surrounding fire, than the surrounding material. The, the plume of flame was higher and the fire in general was a lot more intense than a than a normal brush fire or than when you would you know burn normal material some improvements and considerations we believe 
that it would have been more beneficial to grate or otherwise break down the styrofoam prior to our mixing. It just would have made the chemical reaction easier to, to bring about, I believe. I believe we would have had a little bit more control over our mass of napalm that we produced. So in the future, we, we will be sure to do that. Also, when preparing for field use, different methods of storage and ignition should be considered. So, if employed quickly and accurately, napalm could, you know, assuredly, assuredly be used to great effect. A few ideas that came to my mind were using bottles, using mason jars, uh, things that, you know, could potentially shatter easily on a hard surface. Other ideas... Uh, something like weather balloons that could hold a, a larger mass of, you know, of our mixture, but uh, could be punctured or could, you know, express the the mixture quickly. Something that would have to be tested would be the actual ignition method. So using storm matches or road flares or things to that effect. More testing is obviously obviously needed. Some presumptions that we've come up with is that our napalm would stick to most material, but I believe it would be used to greatest effect on things like kit, things with a lot of crevices, a lot of joints, things like clothing, skin. It's a very sticky material. You know, okay, it's napalm six to kids is, you know, a, a fair statement vehicles we've seen those employed in you know most recently in the war in ukraine by ukraine citizens uh, against russian vehicles to great effect and like i said similarly because of all the cracks and crevices joints any other means of finding purchase on material in question napalm is you know very good at what it does it's very good at burning it's very good at sticking to material so anything you know, with pores, anything that napalm can get inside and stick to, anything that's complex, it's going to it's going to work very very well on. So, in conclusion, napalm. I mean, this is scary, scary stuff. Anybody, friend or foe, could cook this up in their garage, in their backyard, in their parking lot. The motility for this is endless, from being used against personnel vehicles, buildings, infrastructure, area denial. Really the sky is the limit. Your your imagination is the limit with this stuff. It is dangerous to make, it's dangerous to use. So when using, you know, you have to keep that into consideration that, you know, potentially if you're storing this on on your person, if whatever storage solution that you've come up with fails or is compromised same applies to you that napalm will stick to you and you are not going to have a great time so thanks for your attention today we just wanted to give our quick word on our first testing of napalm like i said we will go into more detail with napalm and other pyrotechnic devices other destructive devices in the future but i wanted to share our initial findings with you as we go so as always, stay safe, be better, stay in the fight. This was Hard Times, Strong Men. Yeah.